Chapter 7, Then Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him, rose early and camped beside the spring of Herod, and the camp of Midian was on the north side of them by the hill of Morah, Morah in the valley. Um, verse 2, Then the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give Midian into their hands, for Israel should would become boastful, saying, My own power has delivered me. Now therefore come proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is afraid and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. So 22,000 people returned, but 10,000 remained. Verse 4, Then the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Therefore it shall be that he who of, of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, he shall go with you. But every one of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you. He shall not go. Verse 5, so he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, you shall separate everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, as well as everyone who kneels to drink. Now the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, verse 7, was, I'm sorry, verse six, end of verse 6, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people kneeled to drink water. In verse 7, the Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with 300 men. Here we have it. Fifth time, God's saying, I will do it. And uh, he says, I'll do it with 300 men who lapped and will give the Midianites into your hands. So let all the other people go, each man to his home. So God's stripping his resources. He's stripping him of all reliance upon his own uh, ingenuity or strength or power. He's saying, I'm going to do it. This way, you're going to know that it's the Lord that does it and not yourself. Um, and Gideon's still not there. He's still not trusting the Lord yet. In verse 8, it says, So the 300 men took the people's provisions and their trumpets into their hands. And Gideon sent all the other men of Israel, each to his tent, but retained the 300 men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Now the same night it came about that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it to your hands. says it again. But if you are afraid to go down, go with Pura, your servant, down to the camp. Verse 11, And you will hear what they say, and afterwards your hand will be strengthened, that you may go down against the camp. So he went with Pura, his servant, down to the outpost of the army that was in the camp. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the sons of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as numerous as the sand of the seashore. Man, what an just an amazing picture. Um, and then verse 13, When Gideon came, behold, a man was relating a dream to his friend. And he said, Behold, I had a dream, a loaf of barley bread, and, and, and was tumbling into the camp of Midian, and it came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the, the tent lay flat. And his friend replied, This is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given Midian and all the camp into his hand. When Gideon heard the account of the dream, verse 15, and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. This is it. Solidified it for him. Now Gideon knows it's done. Interesting. It happens when he goes down and hears what the enemies of the Lord are saying about, about the Lord. Um, you know, w as Christians, we have a spiritual enemy. And he knows how powerful our God is. 
Um, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says that we're in a battle, a spiritual battle. We need to wear the whole armor of God. Um, and um, the, you all recall the story of, of the Gadareans where the demon-possessed man, Jesus goes, and the demons are telling him, have you come to, to, to torment us before our time, Jesus? Please throw us into the pigs, permit it, you know, and they know. They know how powerful the Lord is. James writes in James chapter 2, he writes that Satan, um, even Satan believes, and tre- even the demons believe, and they tremble. See, we have an enemy that knows the power, how powerful our God is. Sometimes we forget as believers um, you know, how, how powerful our God is. But Gideon's reminded as he goes into the camp of the enemy and he hears them how they're speaking about his God this is what does it for him. And so Gideon's, Gideon's ready. He's full faith. He's all in now. Verse, 15, uh, verse 16, he divided the 300 men into the three companies and he put the trumpets and empty pitchers into their hands of all of them with torches inside the pitchers. <laughs> he said to them, look at me and do likewise. Now this is, this is just hilarious. 300 men against 135,000, Right? And, and w- 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 he's walking around handing them a pitcher with a light in it, a trumpet, right? And, um, and he's saying, look at me and do what I do. We're going to surround the camp. Keep your eye on me. And, and when I tell you we're going to throw down the, the trump, we're going to throw down the clay pot. And um, so there's an interesting picture here. An interesting parallel is this, is that, um, you know, no doubt all 300 men couldn't see Gideon. So that guy next to Gideon had to be looking at Gideon, right? Just like we have to look to the Lord. We have to be looking at the Lord, just like we sang about this, um, in, the, in the song. And uh, so we, we're looking to the Lord. And the guy next to you is going to be looking to you. And Paul the Apostle said, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitate me as I follow Christ. And so we need to be, all of us as a church, focusing our eyes on the Lord. And we need to be, pointing one another past ourselves to God. And the other parallel is this. It talks about in the book of Corinthians how um, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the power and the excellency may be of God and not of ourselves. See, the power is in, in and of ourselves, but it's in the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us. And so it's as... Gideon tells all his men in verse 17, he said to them, look at me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. Verse 18, when I and all who are with me blow the trumpet, then you also blow the trumpets all around the camp and say for the Lord and for Gideon. Verse 19, so Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch when they had just posted the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the pitchers that were in their hands. When the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, they held the torches in their left hand and the trumpets in their right hand for blowing and cried a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. And each stood in his place around the camp and all the army ran crying out as they fled. Verse 22, when they blew 300 trumpets, the Lord set the sword of of one against another, even throughout the whole army, and the army fled as far as Bethshita, towards Zerah, as far as the edge of Abilene by Tabith. And the men of Israel were 
summoned from Naphtali and Asher and all Manasseh, and they pursued Midian. Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down against Midian and take the waters before them. So now it's more than 300 men. He's calling all the tribes, the surrounding tribes. He's saying, Come on, let's take these guys. Let's, let's not let them cross the Jordan. We're, this time we're going to take care of business. And so they, they, they go and they take care of them. You know, the, the parallel here in, in Romans chapter 8, I'm, I'm going to read this scripture. It says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died. Yes, rather it was he who raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Verse 36, Romans 8 as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to the slaughter. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So church, we are more than conquerors through the Lord. There's nothing that can separate us from God's love. He who did not spare his own son. If he, if he cared so much about the big thing, the big picture, will he not care about the little things in our lives? We, we can trust him. He's so trustworthy. He deserves our trust. And that's where Gideon was. Am I going to trust the Lord? Is his word really trustworthy? Is everything he has spoken to me, can I stand on it as a sure foundation? And we see, absolutely, you can. I don't know where you're at this evening. I don't know if, if you know the Lord or if you, if you are, are, have walked away from the Lord or where you're at. Only the Lord knows our hearts. But wherever you're at this evening, Jesus Christ loves you. He died on the cross for your sins. If you doubt that love, all you have to do is look to the cross. If you doubt that he cares about providing for your, your needs, he gave his son, how much more will he not give? He cares for the sparrow. He cares for the, 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 the bird that's flying around in the air. How much more does your heavenly father care for you? As we go before the Lord this evening in prayer as a, as a fellowship, let us, let us just worship God. That's what Gideon did. When he realized that God had given the, the Midianites, his enemies, into his hands, he worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord. And that's what we need to do as a church. We need to praise God, 
Philippians chapter 4 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And God's peace will guard your heart and your mind. And it says, Don't be anxious. What's the answer to anxiety? Praise and thanksgiving and worship. So let's go ahead and just uh, go ahead and um, thank the Lord for all that he's doing and uh, we'll enter into a time of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives and for the victory that we have in Christ. And uh, I just pray for anyone that may be here tonight that that is just maybe in that place of Gideon where they just aren't trusting you or they haven't fully put their faith in, in, in relying in your your grace and your provision and your, your death and love for them, Lord. And Lord, that you... Um, love them, Lord. You died on the cross for their sins. I pray for them. I pray for me. I pray for our fellowship and our church that you would help us, Lord. Lord, to be worshipers, to be like Gideon, Lord, to just trust you and to just give you glory for all that you're going to do. Lord, we love you, Lord. You're worthy of our trust. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.